Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane, bringing some more fear tales to chill your spine and curdle your blood. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I have a new book out, in case you don't know yet. It's called Dark Awakening and Other Tales for a Midnight Hour. It's available now on my website, myhauntedolls.com, or you can get it at Amazon or Kindle. It is in hardback, paperback, and also ebook. Please be sure to check that out if you want an autographed copy. Just go to my website, myhaunteddolls.com, and purchase yours today. I've got a lot of other goodies out there, too, in the store. I have coffee mugs, caps, bumper stickers, even a car tag that all say myhauntedolls.com. So be sure to check those out, and the rest of my books are available out there. On the links page, you can find my YouTube channel where I share videos of my haunted items EVPs and evidence I've captured on video, a couple of video stories, stories, <laughs> and we have a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central Time with Abnormal Alabama, where I start out, most episodes I start out with a 20-minute live session with one of my haunted items, and then we discuss weird and unusual topics. It's a two-hour show and loads of fun, so be sure to check that out. Please give my page a like and subscribe, and while you're at it, do the same for Abnormal Alabama's YouTube channel. So now let's get on with our stories for this episode. This first tale is about a young girl who claims she is not afraid of anything, or she thinks she's not afraid of anything, It's a nice little ghosty story, and it's called White Cap. There was a young girl who lived near a church. Her older brother was a mischievous boy and was always trying to frighten the girl in a variety of ways. Eventually, she became so accustomed to his tricks that nothing could scare her. Every time she saw something strange, she assumed it was her brother up to his tricks again. One day, the girl's mother sent her out with the family's washing and told her to hang it up in the churchyard to dry. When her basket was empty, she looked up and saw a figure dressed in white from head to toe, sitting on a tomb. Most kids would have run in fear, but this little girl was not in the least bit alarmed. She believed it was just her brother playing a trick on her, as usual, So she ran up to the white figure and shouted, 
You can't scare me. With that, she pulled the white cap off its head and ran home. On her way home, to her astonishment, she met her brother, who was walking in the opposite direction. She looked down at the piece of cloth in her hand and found it was a moldy white cap, half full of earth and wriggling with worms and maggots. The next morning, people who lived in the area were all talking about the ghosts they had seen in the churchyard. They said it was sitting on a tombstone, dressed all in white, except for its head, which was uncovered. They described it as the most horrible face they had ever seen. It was rotting and covered with dirt and maggots. Eventually, the girl told her mother that she had taken the ghost's white cap by mistake. An old man who lived next door declared that the only way to avoid the ghost's curse was for the little girl to replace the white cap she had stolen from it. So, that night, a crowd collected in the churchyard, and the little girl, shaking with fear, stepped forward and placed the white cap on the ghost's head. The little girl recoiled in disgust and asked the ghost, Are you satisfied now? No, screamed the ghost as it took hold of her with its bony fingers and dragged her down into the grave below the dirt beneath the earth. The ghost and the little girl were never seen again. So if you ever see a ghost in a graveyard... Don't dare touch it, leave it be, or perhaps you might wind up in the earth just like that little girl. I hope you enjoyed that creepy little graveyard ghost story. And that's only the beginning because I have another story up next. This next story is a nice spooky story about a man who plays the guitar in a small town called Paramaribo. It is based on an old folk tale, and it's simply called The Guitar Player. There are lots of places in the world, all different, some strange, but there's one thing every country has, people and ghosts.
This is a story about a man who played a guitar in a city called Paramaribo in Suriname, which is in Dutch Guiana, which is in South America, which is in the Southern Hemisphere, which is on this world, which has many strange things in it. There was a man who played the guitar, and he played it so well that people would pay money just to hear him play. He took special care of his guitar because it was probably the best guitar in the whole country, and he was probably the best guitar player in the whole world. One day, the richest man in town came to see him and asked him to play at his party. The guitar player agreed. On the night of the party, the huge house was filled with people. The guitar player was there. My friends, the rich man announced, the best guitar player in the whole world will play for us now. Well, he played better than he had ever played before. It was very late when the party ended, and the guitar player walked home. Outside, it was a very dark night. There was a sound from the bushes behind him. He turned and saw a man he had never seen before. That's a very beautiful guitar, said the man. Would you let me play it? Of course, said the guitar player, and he gave the man his guitar. As he watched the stranger plucking the strings, the guitar player was amazed. The stranger played better than anyone he had ever seen or heard before. Why, that's amazing, said the guitar player. I've never heard better playing in all my life. Of course, said the stranger. I was a guitar player before I died. With that, the guitar player ran for his life. The stranger ran after him, crying, You forgot your guitar! Keep it! shouted the guitar player. The stranger kept running after him. Eventually, the guitar player reached his own house. He ran inside, locked the door, turned on all the lights, and pulled down all the shades. He began to wonder if he had really seen what he thought he had seen. Was there really a stranger who had played his guitar? Of course not, he thought to himself. It was only a dream. But when he looked for his guitar, it was not there. I must have left it at the party, he said to himself as he lay down to sleep. The next morning, he woke up and opened his front door.
There on his doorstep was the guitar. A light breeze blew across in front of him, and with it came a voice that said, Here's your guitar. After that, the man never played his guitar again. those were a couple of creepy stories for you, but we're not done yet. I'm going to have one more story coming up next. The last story is about a man who owns a funeral parlor in a small town where something goes awry. This one is called Undertaker. Bernard Sloan had the perfect family. They were always there, waiting for him when he finished work. Every evening at seven o'clock, he put out the lights, locked the front door, and went downstairs to the basement to spend the evening with his family. His wife, Jenny, would be sitting on the couch, knitting a sweater. His mother was always dozing in her easy chair. His son Ben and his daughter Emma were usually sitting at the table playing a board game. Little Luke lay on the floor playing with his toys while little Martha, the youngest, sat at the piano. Bernard would sit down in his big comfortable chair and chat with them until bedtime. He told them all about his day and who had died recently in town. He would repeat funny stories and jokes he heard and tell them his views and opinions on any subject that came to mind. They always listened patiently and never argued or contradicted him. When it was time to go to bed, Bernard would yawn and stretch his arms. He would go around giving them all a kiss on the cheek and saying, Well, good night, everyone. Pleasant dreams. Then he would turn out the lights climb the stairs and lock the door behind him when he went to bed. Middleton was a small town and Bernard was the only undertaker in the area. His funeral parlor was also his home and he got all the business there was in the area. Although he did not have any close friends, he was well-known, respected, and above suspicion. Everything went like clockwork. 
people would bring their dead loved ones to him, and Bernard would embalm their bodies and prepare them for burial. The funeral was usually held in the local church, and the dead were buried in the local graveyard. One day, as Bernard was cleaning up the funeral parlor, a policeman came to the front door. Can I help you, officer? Bernard asked. I'm here about the periwinkle child, the policeman said. Bernard had a puzzled frown on his face. The periwinkle child? Martha Periwinkle, said the policeman, the little girl who drowned five months ago. Oh, yes, of course, said Bernard. I remember now. Well, I'll level with you, Mr. Sloan, said the officer. The family had her body exhumed. When they opened the coffin, they got quite a shock. There was nothing but stacks of old newspapers inside it. Oh, my God, said Bernard. How terrible. Now look, Mr. Sloan, the policeman continued. Theft of a body is a criminal offense. If you cooperate, we'll go easy on you. The family just wants their daughter's remains so they can give her a proper burial. Bernard was highly offended. I've been in business in Middleton for 20 years, he said. Everybody knows me. How could you think I would do such a thing? Then you won't mind if I search your house, the policeman said. Bernard's face suddenly turned pale. I, I certainly do mind, he said. This is my home, as well as my place of business. I know my rights as a citizen. I'm not going to have anybody snooping through my private property without a search warrant. If that's the way you want to do it, that's fine by me, the policeman growled. I'll be back in an hour with a search warrant. In the meantime, I'll leave an officer outside to make sure you don't try to get rid of any evidence. Bernard watched as the policeman turned and left. He shut the door and stood there thinking for a few minutes. Then he went downstairs to the basement to see his family. He opened the curtains and let some light into the room for the first time. His wife was still knitting. His mother was still dozing on the couch. Ben and Emma were still playing their board game. Luke was still playing with his toys, and Martha was still at the piano. Somehow, they all seemed a little withered, less like living people than like mummies. Only Martha, the new girl, 
looked as fresh as she had been on the day she drowned. Bernard let out a deep sigh. He picked up a container of gasoline and began splashing it around the basement room. He splashed it all over his wife, his mother, and each one of his children. Then he kissed them all on the forehead and sat down in his chair. He loved them all so much, and he could not bear to see his family torn apart. He reached into his pocket and took out a box of matches. He selected one match, struck it, and the entire room burst into flames. Pleasant dreams, everybody, he screamed as the fire engulfed him. Pleasant dreams. Those tales were pretty creepy, especially that last one with the Undertaker and his uh, (laughs) family. Man, you have to watch out for some of those Undertakers. No telling what they hide when they run their own business inside their homes. But if you're an Undertaker, I salute you and please don't be offended. Well, that's it for this episode, folks. Again, I remind you to check out my book, Dark Awakening, and other tales for a midnight hour. These are original short horror and supernatural stories that I wrote. And if you'd like to hear those stories, you've got to buy the book and read them. You will not be disappointed. So, until the next time... Watch out for those quiet types in your cities or towns. Stay out of graveyards, or if you do go in graveyards, please don't approach strangers in white outfits and steal their caps. (laughs) Always be sure to close and lock your doors and windows at night. But have pleasant dreams and a happy haunting. (laughs) 